This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. As Sylvia mentioned, my name is Megan Hardy, and it is my heart's honor to be sharing this talk with you today on Mother's Day. Of course, I'd like to begin by extending a warm, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers joining us and listening in. I'll take a quick moment to share a special shout out to my mom, Margie Taylor Hickey. She is one of the most caring and selfless human beings I know. As a mom myself now, I can look back with a tremendous amount of gratitude and appreciation for all of the sacrifices that she has made over the years for my sister and myself. In fact, even in her retirement years, she has devoted her days to supporting me, my sister, and her grandkids. In fact, right now, she's in California with my sister and her family as they just welcomed in their third little baby boy. So mom, happy Mother's Day. You are a superwoman in my heart. So for my talk today, I am bringing forward the consciousness or the nature of a mother's love. And it is this particular type of love that we need now more than ever to bring forward the healing that we all feel is needed. That's healing that is needed between us and Mother Earth, between us and our other human partnerships or relationships, and also within ourselves. So let's dive in. I first became a mom in November of 2015. I was blessed to have a very lazy pregnancy in the Sierra Nevada mountains while my husband was off working for a horseback riding packing outfit, outfitter. So I had countless hours to spend daydreaming about who my baby would be. Would my baby be a boy or a girl? Would he be tall? What color eyes would she have? Would he love horses? Would she love sports? Would he love country music? Would she want to save the world? I know we do tend to have high hopes for our children, don't we? But the main focus of my inquiry was all about the baby and who this baby would become. Fast forward to March of last year, specifically March 9th of 2020, and that date is significant because you might remember on Friday the 13th of March, we experienced our first COVID-19 lockdown. So the Monday of that week, I found out I was pregnant with our second kiddo. So it was a very unusual year to be pregnant, as you can imagine, and with so much uncertainty unfolding around us every single day, we were, we decided that we wanted something certain to ground into. So we found out that we were going to have a baby girl and we were ecstatic by this news. And there was something about the fact that I was getting ready to become the mother of a girl 
that changed my inquiry from who will my baby be to who do I want to be as a mother, especially as a female role model for a little girl. And despite Mr. Toad's wild ride of a year last year, we had a healthy baby girl in our home on November 29th of 2020. So now here I am today as a mom of two and the world continues to still be what I would call turbulent. And so my inquiries, while they still hold space for who will my children be and who do I want to be as a mom, I've also found myself reflecting on a third question. What kind of earth will my children inherit? And as we put that question into the context of the unity season of earth and into the context of Earth Day and all the information that has been shared, the amazing talks that have been shared over these past couple of weeks, I find my heart circling around this third inquiry a lot recently. You might remember a couple of weeks back when Sylvia shared this amazing video that was scrolling list of organizations and people who have dedicated their life to saving this planet. I believe it would take like almost a week if you were to read that entire list from start to finish. So that is a profound amount of power behind people really addressing the question, what kind of earth will our children inherit? And so for some of us, that question is really clear. And for others, the question can feel really overwhelming. And it's overwhelming because it demands that each of us show up. Each of us take an active part, and we feel that in our souls, that we take an active part in caring for the condition of Mother Earth. And so here I've been in this swirl of motherhood and Mother Earth and really feeling the interconnectedness of all of it. And as I've been reflecting on all of it, I started to think about the life cycle of a mother. So in those initial stages, when you're holding your baby for the first time, you're overcome with love and patience and selflessness and, per, and this nurturing and this fierce protection, all of these things that I would call the divine nature of a mother's love. And now here for a moment, I just wanna address something. I stand here and recognize that our experience of mother, our human experience of mother looks very different for each of us. So it is entirely possible that as you're listening to my talk, you might be saying to yourself, well, my mother wasn't like that. Well, that's not the relationship that I had with my mom. And I want to acknowledge that I am very blessed to have, have, to have had and still have an incredible relationship with my mom. And I know that some of us hold more pain than love in that relationship, more tears than laughter. And here is an invitation to listen with an open heart, to listen to the tool that I bring forward to you that might actually help promote healing in that relationship with for you. 
and also to stand on one of unity's principles that we are all created good. And it's this divine nature that we are efforting toward, despite how that expression actually shows up real time in the moment. So if we go back, we have this initial coming together, mother and child, and in in the child's innate way, they are demanding, they are needy, they command every resource from mother. Their survival depends on it. And mother is there to give selflessly. And then if we continue to fast forward 40, 50, maybe 60 years, as that life cycle unfolds, eventually, if life allows for it, we get to this moment where we embrace a role reversal. And that role reversal looks like the once child, now the adult, becoming a caregiver for a parent. And now the child is tending to the parent's everyday needs and to a parent's aging body and the resources that that body needs. So in short, the child becomes the mother and the mother becomes the child. And so again, as I've been swirling in this conversation of motherhood and mother earth and the love of a mother, it dawned on me that perhaps there is an inherent flaw in our depiction of Mother Earth as our mother. Because what it does is it puts us in the role of demanding children, of self-centered children, expecting her everything, expecting her to tend to us, expecting her to provide for us. And so what if the healing that we need most now is a role reversal? Can we all agree that up until this moment, we have taken more than we have given? That we have been louder in our demands than in our appreciation? That our footprint has been heavy on her being? And are we not mature enough now as adult children to be the one nurturing her? And so I ask you, what kind of mother will you be to Mother Earth? And so as we've been moving through the season of Earth, if you're anything like me, I've started a list of all the things that I can do to be the kind of mother that I want to be to our great Earth. Practicing responsible recycling, Composting, I have become a boss about throwing food away into the trash can after hearing that our landfill fill is due to be full by 2029. We have supporting a circular economy, buying local, donating, volunteering to one of those organizations that Sylvia's video listed. So there's all these things that we can do. And for the remaining of my talk, what I want to focus on is who we need to be. And in that is where we add in that heaping dose of a mother's love. So let me back out here for a moment and share a little story about my five-year-old son. 
Some of you know Ryder, who is, and I'm going to brag here for a moment, he is one of the most amazing human beings I have ever met. So he is the child who first made me a mother in 2015. He has a million dollar twinkle in his eye and a charming smile like his dad. He is incredibly independent. He is observant, curious. He's smart. I don't tell him he's smart. I always tell him he's more observant than smart. He is witty. He is charming. And he is incredibly opinionated and strong-willed. I know that all of these things will serve him as an adult. To parent, however, let's just say it has been an opportunity for me to learn how to be a better person and a better parent. So it was about a month ago that I was researching how to end, definitively end, a negotiation with a five-year-old. In other words, an argument. How do, you st- how do you stop an argument with your child? And I found this system of parenting called Love and Logic. And they have this tool that a phrase that I was ecstatic to find. And it's simply, I love you too much to argue with you. Sounds pretty simple. I was super excited to try this on. And I did with everything. I had so much success with, I love you too much to argue with you, writer, that I learned to modify that phrase to include other things. I love you too much to let you watch another show, writer. Writer, I love you too much to give you another cookie. I love you too much to let you stay up any later. And the list goes on. It was so successful. I was on fuego with this phrase. I might have even used it with my husband a time or two. So in my coaching business, I teach an observation tool called Self Other World. Now, this tool comes from my mentor. Her name is Ariana Strozzi Mizuchi of Skyhorse Academy. My coaching business I do in partnership with horses. So we're always talking about energy. And we're talking about whether or not an energetic experience or just an experience that is an energetic experience, how it's impacting you, how it's impacting the other or the other being in the experience, and then how it's impacting the greater world or the greater environment. So there's this process of zooming from self through other to world and then back through other and self. So here I had had this acute experience of other working brilliantly. And so I thought, well, how about I try this tool out with myself? At the time, I had been told by a naturopath that I needed to be exclusively gluten and dairy-free. So since having Paisley, I have been having some digestive issues. And I had been having a really hard time finding the discipline to implement this new lifestyle. And I had tried a lot of different things. So the new experiment became, Megan, I love you too much to let you eat that piece of pizza. Megan, I love you too much to let you eat the whole box of Cheez-Its. Megan, I love you too much to let you sit on the couch all day or not move your body today or not get outside, et cetera, et cetera. And again, it worked. It's been a couple of weeks and I can ha- proudly say I am gluten and dairy free. And I was taking 
week upon week upon week just to get through one day. And that simple change in mindset, that change in consciousness of supporting myself with love. So I ask you, what enduring vulnerabilities do you have that need a heaping dose of mother's love? What self-destructive behaviors do you continue to know that you need to stop but haven't that could be healed by you standing in a place of love and saying to yourself, I love you too much to fill in the blank. And then that takes me from self back through other and all the way out to world where we have asked what kind of world will our children inherit? And perhaps what is needed most is for us to stand here now as the adult children of mother earth in our maturity and in our love and say to her, I love you too much to continue to harm you. I love you too much to continue to pollute your rivers and oceans. I love you too much to continue to cut down your forests. I love you too much to continue to deplete your soils and choke your airways and hold her the way that she has held us, the way that she has nurtured us, to look at her and all of her species and adore every little thing, revere her life with the awe and wonder that we revere the life of a baby, where we ooh and awe over every milestone, it is time that we celebrate her and we let her know we will no longer harm you. And you are our one and only mother, just like that song said. She is our mother and we have no other. And what is needed now is this beingness of love. And again, not just any love, a mother's love. A mother's love that is persistent. A mother's love that is there no matter what. A mother's love that is nurturing and fiercely protective. That is the task that I set forth to do in my own personal life with my coaching clients. And it's the challenge that I send you away with today. What is the healing that you need within your side yourself that you can bring closure to by being in the love of your own mother, supporting yourself by saying, I love you too much to let you fill in the blank. And then for those of us who have had those relationships with a mother or a father or a sibling or a friend or a partner, can we heal those relationships by saying, I love you too much to continue to argue with you? I love you too much to continue to hold on to this pain. I love you too much to continue to be in non-forgiveness. And to our great mother earth, I love you too much to continue to be 
a heavy presence on your life. And so as I bring our time to a close, <clears throat> I'll leave you with three quotes. The first from my mom. Every night at bedtime, we said a prayer. I will always do my best. I will always do what's right. And I will treat others the way I want to be treated. And from what I've shared with you today, I would offer a modifier on that last sentence. Instead, we say, I will treat myself the way I want others to treat me. I will treat others the way I want to be treated. And I will treat Mother Earth the way I want to be treated. That should be the new golden rule that we all walk. And when we walk on that path, we are walking the path of healing and we are walking the path of peace. And so here I bring in our second quote, and this is from the Dalai Lama. World peace begins with inner peace. And to take that first step forward on that path, I'll quote the Beatles. All you need is love. Namaste.